Boy, hey, there he is. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing great. How are you doing? Awesome. So uh, we're talking knees today, my friend. Knees. Cup of coffee with you. Made there a you quick, go. Good to go. Made, I made a quick run to Starbucks for a nitro this morning. Nice. Good call. I'm. Uh, I got a pot brewing right now. I haven't. Uh, I had a cup earlier, but we plowed through that first pot. Did you? And now we got the second going. You know. I hear you. I like that. <laughs> I like that hat, dude. I know, right? It's fun. Yeah. It's like one of those cycling hats. Like that. It's like old school '80s breakdancing type of thing going on. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. yeah. I just uh, I gotta brush up on my skills, my breakdancing skills. All right, you you do that next week. You can demonstrate for it. <laughs> we'll do coffee talk. We'll talk about breakdancing. Hey, I can I can talk that talk. <laughs> All right, good deal. Um, so I thought you know we talked about uh, I think hips and glutes one week, and uh, I thought we'd just you know jump right into like the most common thing that I hear all the time is like knee injuries. Yeah. Uh, I feel like every day when I fit people up for shoes and I say, hey, you know, do you have any injuries that you've been dealing with in the past? I get at least five or six folks who are like, oh yeah, my knees hurt. Yeah. You know? So it is, it is the most common um, body part for running injury by far. Yeah. So it's probably a pretty good topic because I guarantee, you know, if anyone listens to this, there's going to be some of them that have uh, that have some knee pain. So this okay. is good. Right, right. Um, so I know we talked, and I think it was our first episode about um, like runner's knee. Yeah, yeah. And how it's really kind of a diagnosis that isn't very specific. So it's kind of like a hey, you you figure it out, Mike. Kind of diagnosis, right? Yeah, yeah pretty uh, much. So. When you do get somebody with, say, runner's knee, which, like, specific injury do you find kind of ends up being the most common diagnosis? Um, most common is probably an uh, IT band friction syndrome. Oh, yes. I think I've had that in the past, in college. I guarantee probably 80% of runners have had a touch of it here or there. Yeah, so, sure. do you want me to get into that a little bit? Let's get into it, man. All right. So, IT band is a long connective tissue on the outside of your leg. It um, connects to some uh, small glute muscles on the outside of your hip, crosses the hip joint, comes all the way down the outside of your thigh, kind of overlaps the side of your quadricep, and then attaches to the outside of the um, fibula and tibia, so below the knee joint. So, it crosses the hip and the knee. Mm-hmm. And the reason it gets beat up is the friction at both the hip and the knee from the repetitiveness of the running is what really just gets it fired up. Right. So just by the nature of running, and if you can visualize just that tissue rubbing on the outside of those bones, it causes some irritation. Mm -hmm. And then if you got other things that will make the those stresses a little bit worse, like um, overpronated feet, could yeah. actually roll the leg in a little bit and put extra stress on the um, on the IT band. If you've got tension in the front of your hips, setting up your pelvis for a weird position, that puts extra tension. If you've got really weak glutes that can't handle the load of being on one leg, 
mm-hmm. that'll put extra stress onto it. So there's a lot of things that will make it worse. Yeah, um, which is probably why it's one of the most common ones that we see. Right. So is it um, something that you can kind of take care of, or is it like a like can you treat it and it like goes away, or is it kind of like a one of those things that you have to manage for a bit? Um, you know, if you catch it early and you mm-hmm. figure out what the uh, cause of it is, and you can treat it. Um, Mm-hmm. You can probably treat it on your own. Not everything needs to have some major intervention. Mm-hmm. Um, the best thing to do is to keep your um, hip abductors, so the outside of your glutes, so the okay. muscles that pull your leg out to the side that way. Okay, <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So if you strengthen, keep the hip abductors strong mm-hmm. and keep your IT band loose, so nice stretching to the outside of the hip and uh, glute and IT band, mm-hmm. then that's going to minimize your risk of it. Um, and if you do get it, you might just have to relatively give yourself a little bit of rest. I uh, mean, cut back on the mileage a little bit and, um, you know, address most likely the initial tightness. Right. Uh, and then if you know you tend to be a weak person and that's where it's all coming from or, and, you know, if you're an overpronated foot and your shoes have 7,000 miles on them, then they might want to pay the local running store visit. The road. I hear when people blame the shoes, but uh, sometimes it is part of the problem. Right, right. So I remember when I was in college and I had that. Um, they did some like ultrasound stuff on my knee. Do you know like why they did that and what the point? Yeah, so- is it just like one of those things that is like a placebo type of situation? Because it felt like he was just kind of like. I'm gonna put some goo on there and just rub this like wand and yeah. all's well. The, the, but the Harry Potter wand. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know if it actually like did anything. So, you know, ultrasound, that's a that's a whole topic for another coffee talk. But mm-hmm. it is uh it was used a ton for the past like fifty years in, in physical therapy. A lot of us believe it doesn't do much. So basically okay. what they did is they were sending sound waves into the tissue to cause a little bit of vibration microscopically using those sound waves. Yeah. Um, and depending on how intense and how frequent those waves are, they can heat up the tissue, which you can do, mm-hmm. or they can increase some blood flow. It's not used as much anymore. Uh, I think the whole profession has got a little more functional based and a little less reliant on those types of modalities. Okay. Uh, so I don't, I don't do ultrasound. Personally, mm-hmm. I'll just get to the source of the problem, um, release and strengthen the tissues that need to be released and strengthened, and mm-hmm. Um, try to address it at the core of the problem rather than just trying to fix a symptom, which is what right. other stuff does. Right. So don't so, chase pain, just find problems. Gotcha. Do you like, um, so what are some of the like exercises that you do to help with that IT band syndrome thing? All right, great. So um, IT band stretch, first and foremost. Um, yeah. And I could demonstrate it if I could pl- prop my phone up here. Heck yeah, dude. So I'm at the bottom of my street and I keep looking. There's like gangs of bikers, kids going to school right now, <laughs> and cars going by. Okay. It's uh, crazy over there in Barrington, it seems. It is. You can't really see me though, can you? Shoot. Maybe if you hopped on that boat back there, we might be able to. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure they won't mind. <laughs> um, all right. Well, anyway, so if, if, if any of the viewers can't understand what I'm saying um, I'll be more than happy to send them 
of pictures or videos of what we're talking about. But IT band stretch is one of the, you know, probably top five stretches you need to do mm -hmm. um, to stretch the outside of the uh, the hip and thigh. And it usually involves like crossing one leg over the other and then leaning to the side. Yeah. The leg and trying to do there. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> a local orthopedic surgeon watching me stretch my IT band as he tries. <laughs> nice. Um, so. Uh, so that's one thing you can do. Another thing is keep the glutes nice and strong. Yep. So exercises like side planks, which I know you love. Well, um, side leg raises, you're just lying on your side, kicking the leg out to the side. Mm -hmm. um, Clamshells. Um, those are the most basic of, of the exercises, but that'll keep the muscles on the outside of your hip nice and strong. Okay. It will help stabilize the hip, pelvis, and knee. Um, and then I would drop down and do some foot strengthening. Okay. Most people don't know how to do that because there's, I, there's no cool, sexy YouTube videos about strengthening your toes. No, no. I think maybe, like you that, should, maybe but, you should start one. Make a nice, uh, sexy foot strengthening YouTube video. Can I, can I use your foot? Mine's you can, foot. Yeah, I don't know if I have the sexiest foot, you know. It's got a lot of miles on it. I guess I guess the beauty's in the eye of the beholder. So, um, but yeah, so if you, so kind of, I would backtrack a little bit. The reason the knee, in my opinion, is so frequently hurt is because if you think of the way the body's aligned, you have this foot which is very flexible, right, mm -hmm. and you have a hip which should be very flexible. They have full degrees of movement, right, and what's right. in between is this hinge joint that is only supposed to move in one direction. Right. So. When you have weakness above and below, then that joint's going to take a little bit of a beating. Yeah. So why didn't they just make our knees go in every direction? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're going to have to talk to the designer. <laughs> yeah. That would help, though. That's I know, help. right? That would be yeah. incredible. I know. I know. Um, so strengthen the outside of the glutes. Yep. Um, get a little foot in. So for foot strengthening, just simply... Do two to three five-minute barefoot running, um, some barefoot running drills. It could be as simple as that. Okay. Right? Cool. That'll just help strengthen the feet. Don't turn yourself into a barefoot runner. Get on the grass. Get on some track. Just do some, like, uh, A skips, B skips. Just do some warm-up barefoot. That'll help strengthen your foot. Okay. Um, oh, and foam roll. Foam roll. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I remember when we did the Run Strong Clinic at the shop, we did – uh, a foam rolling, um, what do you call them? A maneuver, a foam rolling maneuver. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so we laid on our side, got on the like IT band there, and then I think, if I remember correctly, to make it even more torturous, you <laughs> had us like find a spot that was painful and yeah. then just kind of stay there. If I remember correctly, yeah, you bend, you would bend the knee. So if you're foam rolling, and I'd be more than happy. Maybe I'll um. So anyone watching, uh, go onto my Run Strong uh, on Instagram. I'll put up a couple of videos of some of the things we're talking about, so people can access it. But yes, yeah, so when you foam roll the IT band, you're getting a lot of quadricep tissue, not just IT band. So when yeah. you find the trigger point, you kind of stay on the side. Um, and keep the pressure. Sorry, with the truck there. That's all right. You bend and extend your knee, which is yes, very torturous, mm -hmm. but that's you can replace that word with very beneficial. 
Right. So more people yeah, try it. Yeah, it's a little better when you say it that way. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> cool. So, um, so I heard somewhere, and you can tell me if this is true or not, um, that when you are, say, foam rolling your IT band, yes, you're not necessarily foam rolling your IT band. Yeah. Is that true? You, you are, but most of the torture, <laughs> most of the benefit is coming from the trigger points in your lateral quadriceps. Okay. So the quads, everyone, most people know is the like group of four muscles in the front of your thigh, mm -hmm. but your lateral quad actually goes all the way around the outside of your thigh and just abuts the hamstring muscles and your IT band goes over that. So you, you're, it's more beneficial to foam roll muscle, not necessarily tendon. Mm -hmm. So as you get the side there, you'll get a little bit of the tendon, you'll get a lot of quad. And then when you get up into the glute, I don't know if you remember, like when we sat on the roller and we do like a little figure four position where you crush your knee, your foot onto the other knee. Uh, you, yeah, take that, yeah. you take that glute into the roller. So that'll get some of the muscle tissue up in that area. Um, so if you're getting both of those areas, you're addressing what you need to. Got it. Cool. Um, so we've been hammering this IT band for a bit. We have. You wanna you wanna maybe move on to something else? Let's. Uh, I, I mean, I know there's a lot of knee stuff. Yeah. Um, so I get to like when I ask like say a high school kid about like any injuries that are going on, I tend yeah. to get like I can't really get like a specific. Okay, the outside of my knee hurts. Or the inside of my knee hurts. It's more like everywhere like underneath the kneecap um is bugging them so if someone is like getting a soreness that say radiates from underneath the knee yep. what do you have any ideas as to like what that could possibly be or if it's like one of that is it that runner runner's knee situation where you kind of have to take a look at it yeah it definitely could be so you know, we can go back to that first talk we did over in Garden City, right? <laughs> and uh, we talked about chondromalacia patella. Remember that fun word to say? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. So patella femoral syndrome, which um, is one of those bucket terms that we talked about, just means you have pain somewhere around your kneecap, and we're not really sure why. Yeah. But if someone's got a pain, like, kind of around the kneecap, and they can't pinpoint one structure, there's most likely some sort of extra tension and overuse um, some inflammation going on and a lot of times if you can't pinpoint it it's coming it's because it's coming from something a little bit deeper mm -hmm. like the cartilage underneath the kneecap that you can't touch right. and that starts to refer pain you're going to feel pain um, like any direction behind the kneecap yeah so it's not a great sign I'd rather have someone be able to point right on it and say yeah that's where it is and that's where it hurts yeah. all the time so most likely then you're looking at some sort of patellofemoral syndrome. So there's extra stress possibly from the IT band, possibly from the quad. And that's just adding stress onto the kneecap, irritating the cartilage. Yeah. It's kind of a multi, multimodal approach you need to take. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's a tough one. He's, there's no like, oh, here's the best stretch for patellofemoral syndrome. No such right. thing as that, right? Right. Uh, but if they come in with something like that, then you definitely got to figure out what the exact problem is. Yeah. Do you have um, a lot of folks come in who have like the meniscus thing going on? Oh yeah. Not that's young kids. A lot. Not young kids usually. No. What is what is the 
meniscus and what why is it always getting hurt all right so meniscus is there's two of them in your knee so you have four of them in your body there's a medial and lateral they're little um donut shaped thickened cartilage structures that help cushion the knee so they're like the shock absorbers in our knee got it and you know when you're young they're shiny they're lubricated they're spongy and then as you get old they're more like stale chocolate chip cookies made <laughs> oh, out bacon like they're just they're not as pliable so they tend to tear and break and break down mm-hmm. so we see tons of meniscal tears um and you know the, the approach for many years was just go see a surgeon and you know get it fixed and yeah. uh, Sometimes that's the answer, uh, but there's a lot of research that says if it's a, a pretty stable tear where you don't have like a flap that's moving around too much, that conservative management in the long term can be just as effective okay. as um, as surgery. But you know, I've seen some tears that are so bad that there's no other option but they got to remove that torn piece out because it's just getting in the way. Yeah. And then I've seen many people manage it conservatively. And what happens is, you know, every once in a while it'll get flared up and then they'll have um, a little bit of, like, you know, stiff knee. They'll get some swelling. They might have to back off their activity for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that might happen once every year to year and a half. So you might have to take a few weeks. But then the rest of the time, you can manage it pretty well. Right. Okay. That's cool. So, um, the, so the meniscus is like a donut. Um, not, it's not very tasty though. Not a tasty donut. I, I've never, I've never tried one, but I'm, I'm assuming right. it's a, Um, is there, so sometimes I'll get folks who say that they have pain on the, I guess, medial side of the knee. The what? Uh, the medial side, like the inside there. Yeah. Um, do you have any ideas to like, what, like what that could be? It tends yeah. to be folks who like overpronate a good amount. And then they're maybe not wearing the right type of shoe and they're kind of cranking in on it and they'll yeah. get, get that pain on the medial side. So yeah, so on the medial side, probably the most um, popular causes of pain in there, one would be a medial meniscus tear, which we okay. talked about. Um, the other one would be an issue to your pes anserine. That sounds awesome. Yeah, doesn't it? So I guess, I think it's in Greek or Latin, pes anserine means bird's foot. But so there's three major tendons that come across the inside of the knee. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have a bursa. Do you know what a bursa is? Uh, I've heard of a bursa like sack. Yeah, exactly. It's what it is. It's, it's, a, it's a sack. It's, it's a sack. A, it's like a little cushion for your <laughs> tendons. So when they're ripping around on your bones, there's a little forgiveness to it. So mm-hmm. it kind of absorb. It's like lubricates and cushions the tendons, right? Okay. So, and that inside of your knee where that peasant's right, where those three tendons come in, mm-hmm. is another high friction area. And um, it can get, you can get a tendonitis or a bursitis in there. Oh, all right. Interesting. So anything with the word itis in it means there's inflammation. So you can get inflammation of the tendon, you can get inflammation of the bursa, you can get inflammation of both. And with that, sometimes we'll see that happen with like people who overpronate and their foot's rolling in and the knee is dropping in and it just overstretches that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it could be the exact opposite if someone's really bow-legged um, and there's uh, not enough stretching and normal mobility going on in there, it can get a little tightening and irritating. All right. So that would probably be, besides the meniscus, that's probably the 
um, most common, and then maybe even a hamstring strain, because one of those uh, physics rind tendons, actually two of them are, um, one or two, don't quote me on my anatomical memory here, uh, but the hamstring tendon comes into that area as well. Okay, gotcha. Um, all right, well, I think I gotta wrap this up. Yeah, that's a good one. This was fun. I feel like we could talk knees every week for the rest of Coffee Talk. What's that? For the, for the rest of Coffee Talk. We just do knees. It'll just be knees. We could, we could do that. Um, before I let you go, though, I found another tip. Remember we talked about sleep a couple of uh, weeks ago? Sadie, I'm sorry. Remember, remember how we talked about sleep? Yeah, I do remember. So I, I found another tip. Oh, good. Let me hear it. So I know you said no screens, right? Screens. You're gonna have to ignore that tip for this one. Okay. So when Christine was a kid, she's re she's like arts and crafts. She was really yeah. into it, and yeah. so she used to watch this show called the Carol Duvall Show. Carol Duvall Show. Carol Duvall Show. There are plenty of episodes on YouTube. So what I recommend is if you really, really need to get to sleep. Yep. Head to YouTube, head to YouTube, search Carol Duvall show. It'll put you right to sleep. I promise. So it's not an exciting show? No, my goodness. I was like, how are you entertained by this? This is, it just makes me want to go to sleep. Is it kind of like Bob Ross? You're just watching someone do an arts and crafts type of thing? Yes, yes. It's very Bob Ross. Yeah, yeah. Like a grandma type lady. And she's just taking things from around the house and turning them into stuff. So right. like yesterday, I got like two minutes into like a, she made a frame for pictures out of, you know, those like trays that like, like a chicken breast would come in at the grocery store. Like at the styrofoam tray? The styrofoam tray. Yeah. Turn that into a picture frame. Really? Yeah. Oh, she got all the salmonella off of it. <laughs> I'm thoroughly cleaned, I would imagine. Yeah, um, yeah. But, I mean, I'd tell you how to do it, but like I said, I only got two minutes in, and then I was out, so. All right, yeah. so the only exception I'll have for screen before bed is to watch the Carol Duvall show. That's it. All right, I'm, I'm going to change my whole coach's course that I created. <laughs> right. The whole chapter is going to be redone. It would be tip <laughs> number five, Carol Duvall show. That's all it. Right. All right, I'm going to check it out tonight. I'll, I'll give it a whirl. <laughs> All right, cool, man. Well, thanks for chatting. Yeah, pleasure as always. And uh, see you next week. All right.